Okay, so in last episode, I shared with you some things around creating what we want by removing the things that actually aren't serving us and are not helping us to create what we want. However, what if you're not quite sure what you want? Now, I know that the kind of common narrative out there in the personal development world is very much around having these big goals. Um, I remember when I was in the corporate world, they used to talk about having big, hairy, audacious goals. And it's often sort of pushed as the way to go by having these enormous goals and these big long-term goals. And also the whole idea of doing New Year's resolutions. And I'm not a fan of New Year's resolutions or big audacious goals. And so I want to share with you why that is and the approach that I take instead. Um, Before I do that, I want to be clear that if it works for you, if having huge long-term goals is enjoyable for you and it really works, then carry on doing it. This is just a different perspective. that works for me personally and I know is preferred by a lot of people, people that I've worked with, um, you know, realizing that you don't actually have to do it this way. And there is actually a way which I feel personally is more effective. So I'm going to share that. Okay. So when it comes to new year's resolutions, um, we tend to sort of get into January and have all these um, all these things that we intend to do. And we typically don't actually do them. And I feel that that could be for several reasons. Um, one of them could be that it isn't actually what we really want. That's something that I'll talk a little bit more about in this episode. So yeah, maybe it's not really what you want. But also, we often sort of choose things that aren't necessarily that achievable. And we tend to to resolve to do too much. And sometimes those things are not actually aligned with what we really, really want to create. So I think it's not that New Year's resolutions are bad. I just don't think it's really the most effective way to operate. And what I like to think of instead of resolutions is New Year's contributions. So how can I be of service? How can I add value? How can I actually help people this year? Because when you focus on service and value in your business, the byproducts of that are personal fulfillment and income. Most people are focused on what they can get. But when you're focused on what you can actually provide, what you can actually give, you end up feeling fulfillment, but also you end up earning more money. And that's the irony of it. People that are just focused on money aren't necessarily focused on the value, but the more value that you offer, the more income that you can actually create. So I like to always think about how can I how can I be of service? How can I actually add genuine value to people? How can I create something that's of value? And that is a real focus of mine. 
and I find that it really works well for me. I find it very enjoyable, very fulfilling, and as a result, increased income. So that's just my thoughts on New Year's resolutions. But in relation to that, and it's very similar, is this whole idea of goals. So I'm not against goals, not at all. I do have goals. However, they're not big long-term goals. I hear all the time people say things like, I want to make a million dollars this year or in the next five years, or I want to help a million people lose weight or whatever it might be. And I often think that these big goals are things that we sort of think we should want. I mean, where does that even come from, that idea of, you know, helping a million people or helping a billion people? Really? Is that really what you want to do? Like if you if you really, really think about it and really feel into it, do you really want to help a million people? Do, do you really, is your goal really to make millions of dollars? It's probably not. When, when you, And I find when I work with people and we really start drilling down, what they say they want isn't actually what they want. Um, I also think that having these really big goals, for me personally, it kind of perpetuates this idea of not being enough. Because if it's if it's a if it's a big sort of crazy, unrealistic goal, you're never there. Like you might be working towards it, but there's a sense, there's this underlying sense that you're never quite there. So it's not enough. I'm not there yet. I'm not there yet. And you're just striving and striving and striving. And that for me doesn't, it's not helpful. If it's helpful for you, like I said, go for it. But it really, for me, sort of reinforces this, this sense of not enough, I'm not doing enough, oh, I'm not there yet, I'm not there yet, I've got to keep striving. And so you always feel like you're in lack. So we often talk about how we want to be happy. But what does happiness actually mean? I kind of think it's more about fulfillment. And fulfillment actually comes from the process, the journey. So the process of creation, problem solving, overcoming challenges, learning, growing, and actually making progress. It's not the achievement of a goal that actually creates the sense of fulfillment. And this is why we have to enjoy the journey and enjoy you know, what we're doing. And it's often the progress that we make that creates the enjoyment. So this is why you know, that this whole narrative about you've got to find your one big passion and follow it. Well, you may not even quite realize what you love doing yet. And that often comes through the process. So as you're going through this, this process and taking actions and, and actually having, you know, seeing the progress that you're making, that's where we often discover, oh, I really love this part, or this is this is actually feeling really good to me. So sometimes we don't necessarily know, we don't have to have like this one big passion. Again, just like the idea of setting these huge, crazy goals, this is all societally created. We were not born thinking that we have to do these things, right? 
and I just speak from my own experience, you know, of my own journey and working with others. This is this is where the fulfillment comes from. It is it is the actual um, doing and making progress to create things and to do good in the world and to add value and to become good at something. You know that for, like that for me is something that's that's really important. Like getting better at the things that I'm doing. Um, gives me a lot of satisfaction. So this idea of fulfillment and satisfaction does not come from achieving a goal. I also think with goals is they are very often sort of ego-based, like, or, or what we want to want or what we think we should want. So again, it's directed by other people, what other people, what we think will impress other people, or, you know, we want to um, get approval from our family members or whatever. A lot of people live their lives like that. So we have all these big goals, but it's not really what we actually want. And we're not doing something that's actually enjoyable to us. So we have to be very careful about that because if you're, if what you're wanting to achieve or what you're wanting to work on is based on, um, sort of the the ego and fears which is which is often the case it's often fear-based then you're not going to feel fulfilled because you're actually chasing something that isn't true to you so that's quite an important piece and what i have found to be more effective is the approach that i use when i work with clients and this is what what i do at the start because if you don't really want what you say you want, then everything else becomes difficult. You'll either not do the work or you'll do the work, but it actually doesn't bring you fulfillment. And the process that I'm going to share, I'm going to share an overview of the, the sort of three key steps with you. And this process can be a bit challenging to do. So I have a um, toolkit of guidance that I'm going to be sending out to my mailing list within the next couple of weeks. And I have a fairly unique and effective approach for going through this process effectively. So if you are interested in doing that, you can join my mailing list and you'll receive this uh, guidance toolkit. All you have to do to join the mailing list is just email me, hello at laurajanebolton.com. And I'll pop that in the show notes as well email me and I will get you on the list so that you can receive that. But I will just share the steps with you uh, to give you an idea. So I think the first thing that's important to do is to really tap into and be honest about what your principles are, what your values are, what actually really matters to you and, you know, what you, what you enjoy. And figure, figure this out, Fig, figure out the principles, values, what matters, what you enjoy, you know, what it is, you know, what, what are your real desires? What are your real priorities? And when you do this, you are going to save yourself a lot of emotional pain and a lot of wasted time. So a couple of examples for you. I, I have people say to me, like, my priority is starting my business, you know, it really is my priority. And yet, when I talk with them, they always seem to default to talking about their relationship issues. Now, that tells me that their priority is not starting their business. It is actually their 
relationship and sorting out their relationship issues. But they're saying, my priority is, is starting my business. I have had people say, I really want to be a coach, but they actually don't want to have conversations with people and they're not taking actions to actually become a coach. And then it turns out that actually they actually want to do something completely different. So like they might want to do um, digital digital products and actually not, not work with people directly. And so if you're saying that you want to do something and you're you keep saying that you want to do it, but you're actually not taking action towards it, that's an indication that you actually don't really want to do it. Or you do want it, but there's lots of fears and things that you're allowing to stop you from doing it. So that's something that you can you can figure out. And it's a very, very important first step. And the principles and values and what matters to you will actually guide the things that you choose to do and, and choose not to do. So relating to this is step two, which is creating a vision for our life. So we can create a, a life vision with different aspects. So business, relationships, health, our environment. So like where we live, what it's, what it's like. And importantly, how we want to actually experience life. Like how do we want to feel? Because ultimately every single thing a human being does is to feel a certain way or to avoid feeling a certain way, every single thing. So we need to be clear on how do we want to feel? Like, how do we want to experience life? And what do those different aspects of our life look like in our vision? And so I am a real supporter of having a vision as opposed to having these huge external goals to achieve. And a vision is not, I want to achieve X, Y, and Z. A vision is in the present tense as if it's actually happening. It is a description, a very vivid description, imagines description of how your life is, like what an ideal life looks like, written in the present tense. So that's something that um, I think is much more beneficial than having goals. It's a vision is a dream. It's, it's an ideal and it can be fluid. It can change, it can change over time. It's not set in stone. You're not held to it. It is, it is really a dream and the idea of it. And I think the purpose of it, where it really serves us is that it can act as a guide for our day-to-day -day actions. So it helps us with decision-making and we can ask ourselves, is what I'm choosing to think and do in alignment with and in service to my values and my vision or not. So it kind of acts as a, it's like a guiding force um, to sort of keep us on track and to help us to make decisions in terms of, you know, what we're, what we're deciding to do, the actions we're taking, how we're, how we're choosing to, to think. And that for me, when I shifted to visioning rather than having big goals, that really changed um, things for me. A goal is quite specific, but a vision, whilst it's it can be detailed, and I think it should be detailed, it's different to a goal. It's more of a guide. It's more of a um, 
ideal future state as opposed to a specific goal. So that's the second step. And I want to just give you a personal example from my own life around these first couple of steps. So what's very important to me in terms of my my work in the world is effectiveness. So basically helping people to get great results. Because that's my priority, being of value, being of service, actually helping people, making my work effective. Because of this, my effort actually goes into research. So I do a lot of research to really understand what people are struggling with and what they actually want. I spend a lot of effort getting feedback and also on building my own competence. And these days I always talk with prospective clients to ensure that, you know, my one-on-one work or my group program, whichever it is, is a good fit for them and that they are really committed to doing the work. Because if you're not committed to doing the work, you're not going to get the results. So because my priority is results, I have to make sure that people are committed. So do you see what I'm what I'm saying here? That the because I'm very clear on what's important to me, what my priorities are, that really guides the things I focus on and the actions that I take. I also, for example, make my, um, if I think about my, my group programs, I make them a length that I feel is required in order to get the best results. So people will often say to me, oh my gosh, like your program is six months or your program is nine months. Well, that's a long time. And I say, well, yes, in order to get the results that you want, that is what's required. So for example, in order to build the foundations of a business that's going to be successful, you do need that that length of time. You do need to be coached for that length of time. That's how long it takes. And, and obviously that's not, that's not it. The journey continues after that. But if you want to get the real sort of foundations and the fundamentals in place, that is how long it takes. That's just the reality of it. And, you know, this is, this is different to, for example, if I use the example of what I've seen some other people do, um, some other people have different priorities or different things that matters to them, right? So if their if their priority is, you know, getting butts on seats and getting, you know, selling as many spots or whatever as possible and getting as much income as possible, they will tend to focus on making it sound really amazing. They'll use all of the marketing tricks. They'll tell people what they want to hear. They'll often be running very short programs and they'll often charge lower end prices just to get you to click a buy button because selling the idea of quick, cheap, and easy is what appeals to most people. Psychologically, that's, that's what appeals to people. And I'm sure you've seen what I'm talking about. There's all the, you know, transform your whole life in 10 weeks or from zero income to 10 K months in 30 days. And there's so many programs and things out there selling this kind of thing. And it sounds great, doesn't it? And it makes you click that buy button, but it isn't necessarily very effective. So I share these examples just to show you that when we're clear on what's really important to us and what the priority is, it very much guides 
the things that we focus on and the actions that we take and the things that we choose not to do. And that's why we have to be really clear. And it doesn't matter what your priority is. I'm not saying any of these things are right or wrong. It just has to, you just have to be clear. The clarity piece is so, so important. So this is, this is why we get really clear on the values, the principles, what really matters to us, what our priorities are. So then we have the third step, which is goals, shorter term goals. So it's really about like, what are the next things for me to focus on? And short term goals for me should be sort of challenging, but achievable. So it might be um, things like, well, I have a goal to finish a market research project by April the 1st, or my goal is to fill and start a group program, my first group program by April the 10th, or my goal is to publish a podcast episode and an article on, you know, whatever topic by the end of this week. So these are things that are achievable, they are possible. And we can, on an ongoing basis, we can just ask ourselves, what actions will I take? What actions am I going to take in order to move closer to creating what I want? And also what's hindering that? And the thing with this, when you have sort of shorter term achievable goals, you will make progress and you will achieve. And this progress and these little achievements, these little sort of milestones that we, that we hit, actually make us feel really good. They help us to feel more motivated. It builds momentum. It makes us feel fulfilled. It boosts our self-confidence and it boosts our self-esteem, which is the opposite to what happens when we have these huge goals that just kind of seem really unachievable and out of reach. So yes, I am a fan of goals, but only sort of shorter term um, but achievable ones. And for me personally, I have no idea what I'm going to be doing in a year's time. Literally no idea. Now I have a vision for my life. I know what matters to me. I know what I love helping people to do. And that's all in my vision. But I don't know what I'm going to be doing in a year's time. Things are always changing. And I'm always adapting because as I go through the, this journey of entrepreneurship, I'm learning new things. I'm having new inspirations. I'm having new ideas. You know, I did a program last year. I'm doing a different program this year. I didn't know that that was going to happen. So these sort of shorter term goals, like weekly, sort of monthly, even maybe, you know, something within a year, I think are necessary because it's the, we know what it is that we're trying to do, but it's more on a sort of project basis. It's more shorter term. So Having the knowing, being very, very clear on our values and principles and what really matters to us, then creating a vision and then having these sort of shorter term, challenging but achievable goals actually, to me, has been the most effective approach for actually doing things that we enjoy and creating what we want. So another thing to consider is that not everything is within our control. So I believe there are greater forces at play and sometimes things don't work out 
exactly as we want them to. And this is why it's important to not be attached to outcomes. So if we're attached to the achievement of a particular goal or feeling that it has to work out in a particular way, um, we are basically attached to the outcome. And I think it's important that we we are focused but non-attached and be prepared to pivot and adjust where necessary. And in my experience, and perhaps you've experienced this too, sometimes when things don't work out, it's actually for the best and things turn out to be even better. So the non-attachment piece is really important. And that's really where our peace comes from, because when we're attached to things having to be a certain way, it creates stress when they don't work out that way. So definitely non-attachment is a factor. And finally, I want to share a quote with you, which I heard from Cody Sanchez a few months ago now, and it's one of my favorite quotes, and I use it all the time. And the quote is, most people say they want things, but they say it almost like hopes instead of wills. So the question is, do you want it or are you going to do it? <laughs> and there's another one I like by uh, John Asaraf, and it's kind of along similar lines. And he says, are you interested or are you committed? And so if you have the drive and commitment to do something, rather than making excuses, avoiding doing things and giving into your fears, you'll find a way to do it. And you will take persistent action to overcome any barriers and work towards creating what you want. So I find these two questions to be pretty powerful. And I um, encourage you to ask yourself those questions. So next time you find yourself saying, I want this, or I desire this, ask yourself, am I going to do it? And am I interested or committed? And you may find that some interesting stuff comes up because wanting and actually being prepared to do it are two different things. So I hope that that's helpful for you. And if you want to receive the guidance to actually go through the three-step process that I've outlined in today's episode. As I said before, you can just email me hello at laurajanebolton.com and I will pop you on the list so that you are sure to receive that.